welcome to another episode of Two Honest Black Girls. I am Amber Shante. And I'm Bria Simone. How, how's your week going? Ooh, don't even ask. Don't want to do that to y'all on this podcast. But let's just say a doozy and like I'm choosing to unwind with my own toxic mix of tequila, champagne, and a little bit of lemon lime juice. Oh, you drinking again? Uh, it's be, lit. Be we back. <laughs> be we back. <laughs> you know what? It's Virgo season. And the way my perfectionism is flaring during this Virgo season, if I don't have some type of vice to quell me, I will probably be in a corner balled up. Well, I don't you, know how you do this year round. Bitch. That's what I'm about to say. That's right. the I feel all the time. Like, you know, when um, the pandemic started, people were just like, oh my gosh, I'm so anxious and all this. I'm just like, wow, like I'm actually not tripping because maybe I'm always tripping. So now everybody else just feels the way I feel. So I feel normal now. Like, yes, people are heightened with me. <laughs> bitch, I was saying, I'm like, excuse me. I was literally texting Jasmine like, is this how they feel all the time? I want all of my life to be perfect. This is so tiring. Man, this I, I don't know if that if this astrology shit is real, but in the event that it is, like, yes, I, I really be um on one often and I guess this week I just been like, uh, like, I don't fucking want this job no more. And I thought that I would be done with this job by fucking now. And then the pandemic hit and some other things that I'm not done with it. And this is just not what I had planned. Long story short. So I understand everybody feeling some of the feelings that I feel all the time. I'm always like, what's next? I'm ready for the next thing. I'm over this. I'm anxious. I'm tired of this. I hate this. This isn't good enough. Nobody's good enough. Ah. Man. And I feel like that feeling about your career is a sentiment a lot of our listeners can resonate with because like if you were planning a career move during COVID that came on a complete hold you know how do how do you transition a career in the middle of a pandemic when I believe the statistic is around 40 million in America and specifically in Los Angeles as of June 2020 it was 6.4 million have lost a job how, how do we even begin the conversation of career mobility during a time where so many people are job insecure? And what are you entitled to when the rest of the world is suffering? You know, but then there's always the question of like, I put myself on timelines and I have goals and I have things to me and metrics that I made up in my head. But yeah, that's one of the reasons why I have been feeling the pressure is in my head. I want to be at a certain place in my career by year five. This is year four for me. So that means that I got to go hard or go home, literally. And at the same time, I do feel a lot of gratitude because I do still have my job. And it's not a hard job, but it's just not a job I prefer or it's not something that I necessarily have to be doing in Los Angeles. And it takes time to transition in the city to find a normal job if you didn't come with the job that you wanted. I know it took you some time too mm-hmm. to progress. Transition. And, yeah, and transition just from the move and getting your foot in the door. So you don't want to sound ungrateful. And then especially in a time where people are just happy to have a job or they're no longer given the additional support on unemployment. I'm not sure. Like they stop the extra support, right? 
And you know what? I think so. But honestly, no one in my circle, thank you, God. Thank you for the protection my family and friends have enjoyed. No one in my circle has been unemployed. So I really haven't kept too much jobs. Right. So I think they stopped that. So I don't want to sound like a bratty bitch. Like, oh my gosh, I hate my job. I want a new one. Where it's like, bitch, people don't even have jobs. People can't get their shit in order the way they would like to. And you whining about passion and goals. (laughs) But it's hard when that's your North Star, right? Like, both of us career passion is our north star like that's our go-to and like to not know what that looks like is hard and then also i'm in a field that has only continued to thrive public health has only continued to thrive as this pandemic has gone on so it's a weird space of me used to having to explain to people what public health is to now people know what public health is and see the need and like finding my niche that's still outside of infectious disease right like because I still I've never had an interest in infectious disease. That's never been something that's been a top priority for me. But what is, is like the comorbidities that are affecting communities of color disproportionately in the way that African-Americans and Latinos and other minorities of color are experiencing adverse health outcomes that are enabling COVID to essentially wipe out communities. And like, I feel like, my niche has only grown so I feel even more additional pressure like there is so many opportunities for you to get out here and eat as you continue to pursue like a PhD program like there are so many opportunities for you to figure out how to not only be a student who's going to school for free but create um income through consulting work through various avenues and that is only further exasperating my like why am I not there yet feeling right the people around me are looking at me like you're doing exactly what you said you want to do what more can you want and I'm like do y'all not understand how this hunger and ambition works am I crazy no definitely not and I think I have very ambitious friends so when I talk to my close-knit group of friends they understand but when I talk to older generations, they don't get it. Like my granny's just like, you have a job, you're blessed. And I'm like, granny, yes, I, I agree with you. I am blessed to have employment and to be able to pay my bills. But I didn't move across the country to be doing sales coordinator work. I could have been a sales coordinator anywhere and probably lived a better life than what I live in LA. <laughs> so that money would go a lot further, baby. A lot further. Y'all wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. I might have a man too. Might have, <laughs> might have, could have. <laughs> Only but, because there's no like, six we're, like, that. I'm not, I'm not there's no go there. interracial race relations dating. Like we could just, we could just date. As I'm not even going on that tangent yet. I'm not even gonna go. But my career is something that I feel like you can control, and I am a control freak you're highlighting issues for both of us because i think both of us have control problems and we both love career but please continue on your ooh. <laughs> career is one of the things i feel like i should be able to control and, and dictate you know because i do this work and do your work well you try to put out good work you work on your resume um i work on my portfolio and and you're working hard and then you're like okay but I'm not seeing the return on this work that I'm doing and how do I how do I get there because this is something I can control I can understand like relationships 
that involves other people and I guess to some degree your work does too like where you want to work and who you're going to work with so those are the uncontrollables you're dealing with in this situation that could be great if only you were affecting the process and you know what as you say that I honestly think I had a similar mindset until you just vocalized it I thought work was an independent variable and the more quality work I input the more success that would be outputted but the truth of the matter is like when you break it really really down there are people at the table who are deciding if you have a seat and I think in both of our industries as much as we would like to think public health because it is focused on minority work it is largely white women who sit at the table and decide who is worthy of doing this work even though they don't share the same experiences their their grandfather is not the person who died at 50 from diabetes and had to get an amputation that's me that's not you that's me and the same could be said for fashion and fashion is almost worse because you would think it's a female dominated world because women drive fashion but it's actually a male dominated culture and I think you can attest to like males in fashion doing significantly better than females definitely definitely whether they're gay or straight it's a male dominated industry and then it's white also we're just looking at the patriarchy yeah it's just the patriarchy like you think the patriarchy is left out of certain things but no the patriarchy is right there to meet you at the door when you're ready and then it's and also- check you and be and like you you're the door. still a black woman let's keep it let's keep it all the way 100 yeah and you don't navigate the way that we do you don't key key you don't you don't know such and such you you need to know somebody if you want to work in entertainment you better know somebody and especially if you're behind the scenes of entertainment then your money is short and you're disposable because there's so many other people who want to do exactly what you want to do and they may do it for nothing just to get in the door so if you do not have the financial backing to intern for x amount of time or work for I don't know whatever low rate they're offering then you may be out of the pool just because you didn't have the financial freedom to sit there and work for nothing and I can say the same as a is experience in public health it as i said it is a predominantly caucasian female dominated field if you look at the stats who's holding the leadership who's making the decisions those are still the same people i mean just google the director of your department of public health in your state listeners and you write us in and tell me what their ethnicity and gender is and we'll just see if you know the stats are consistent with what happens but the real thing is that like there's a luxury in these fields that that we can enjoy as black women while we may come from a suburban background or you know a background that entitled us to have things that we wanted growing up it still doesn't change the fact that i can't work for free or i can't work for 1850 with my master's degree per hour that's that's a slap in my face because neither of my two degrees could be made up financially in five years of working in 1850 position that's on fact yeah and just surviving in LA in general on 1850 I I don't know how you're gonna do it you gotta have like a roommate or a couple at some (laughs) point you want to live alone you want to experience different things and the lowest rent you can pay here is probably 
850 with a roommate like that's as low as you're getting and it's gonna be some like your quality of life is not ideal at all I mean I don't know where people come from I don't want to shit on nobody living situations but you not getting you you not getting no air for sure you're not getting air conditioning. Central sure. air for 850. <laughs> stop it. You see how we both cracked up. Stop. Stop. Girl. Right now. Stop Somebody it. posted an apartment in Koreatown. I think it said 1450. And he's like, I'm trying to see if this is a um one bedroom or studio i said baby i can tell you off top that for 1450 in koreatown there's a studio with no parking no need to even email them i got you (laughs) (laughs) i'm only laughing so hard because 10 out of 10 you're not wrong but also the housing market has slightly changed during the corona so it might be a one bedroom with no parking but it's a small one bedroom bria it might be small it's small bria i seen them pictures them pictures was nice pictures like it, it it was nice pictures like it looked better than my little uh korea town apartment so oh, i know so if it's nice it's a studio for sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if it looked nice and cute on a picture like if it's it modern to you <laughs> it's modern if la housing has taken the time to update it that means that you're paying 15. that's all i'm saying i saw you know i'm not even going into this i've i've gotten distracted but that's some other stuff that was on my timeline <laughs> Okay, so so back to the timeline. Let's redirect us. In society, we hear a lot about like the best timeline. Like you have to get married by 25 and have your kids by 30 and buy your first house by 32 and all these arbitrary That sounds Caucasian. These things sound all Caucasian. This, this is <laughs> like Caucasian. American dream. This is this must be the American white dream timeline. <laughs> okay. But and many subscribe to this checklist because I have friends who are successful, ambitious, beautiful women who still feel like, you know, I didn't mean a timeline. And I'm like, girl, if you don't no, shut up. I, I definitely agree. At some point in my life, I was su- subscribing to some timelines. Um, I I think I had tried to make a pact with one of my ex-boyfriends. Like, if I'm still single by 27. We should just be together and just plan it out and I'm so happy that I love myself (laughs) I love myself in my ripe old age of 27 and I can tell y'all hell no yeah like it's it's completely fine that I'm not married I enjoy living alone even sometimes when I go visit niggas for a few days I start finding myself trying to rule their apartment like why do you have that like that can you do it like this or just being irked that they there and it's their apartment so that doesn't mean I need to be by myself. Like, Amber, you need to be in your own home. And see, I don't really get irked, but I'm always like, yeah, I can go home now. I want to go. I want to be alone now. I'm easy to irritate, though, Bri. You know this about me, so. So back to that time where you had a timeline. Um, like, what did you expect for yourself? I definitely expected to be living in a one-bedroom apartment at 25 and at least be in a relationship not necessarily married by 27 and to be a full-time stylist with my own client or at least an assistant all right wow I, I was pretty serious the only timeline I really had for myself was that I really wanted to be done like my master's by 
24, 25. And initially I was on that trajectory. I had started a program at Drexel University back home, but then my brother passed away and I just couldn't find the chutzpah to get it done on top of work. And I had started the work fields as well. So it was just, it was like, well, if I have to choose one or the other, I'm going to choose making a little cash because I see that cash gives you freedom. Um, so I definitely feel like I was someone who struggled with the timeline because then once I came out of like the kind of comatose state that you go into when someone close to you passes away, I was like, dang, I messed up this thing that I really wanted. Like, what do I do? Like, I just stopped. How do I, how do I maneuver to get back in that world? so that I can get back on my timeline and get the things that I said I want done, done. And I I just had to be honest with myself and be like, life happens and your timeline is not a real thing. And I think school was really the only timeline it held. While I did think that I would be in a relationship or married, I think that was more tied to the fact that I was in a long-term relationship when all of this happened. Um, So when I got out I think like the only thing that bothered me that I hadn't met the timeline for was school because again back to that independent factor thing like I can control me doing what I need to do I can't control how you show up in this relationship or how we work together so I think that was the real timeline that really and still to this day kind of irritates me a little bit yeah because it's like I said before even with work like I'm the only independent variable that I control and then then you have your own variable so it's just like are we gonna intersect are are these lines gonna intersect at some point and we both doing the same thing at the same time and wanting the same thing does Y equal MX plus B or no (laughs) yes like does it or does it not it's fine if it doesn't like really honestly truly I think that's the one timeline now I will say like there's some anxiety about like kids and stuff because as I'm nearing 30 I'm like 35 is around the corner and everyone says after 35 it just goes downhill and my family has had hard pregnancies and you know you know me like there's an anxiety spiral for everything if I really want it so <laughs> oh yeah I, I didn't even think about the kids but at, yeah I do think about that and I'm still holding to the kid timeline like if if fetch hasn't happened by 35 then Gretchen is not happening but I have at least come to an acceptance point in that like if I'm not a biological mom that doesn't mean that I don't get to be a mom I can positively influence lives without having a child or I can adopt a child or I can get inseminated like I can do another process than I that does not involve me and a man um and I had to accept that because I don't want my life to be surrounded around like if this other person comes around and does x y and z this other person I can't control the other thing is that when you look at the timeline that way I always feel like I come out of it feeling selfish because I'm like well you know what I do think I'm someone who wants to feel what pregnancy feels like I want to feel what you know my own embryo feels like but then like how do you go about that do you do in vitro because then the kid has to grow up knowing that mommy just decided she needed to be a mom 
without a daddy or do you just mess well, around that's... with your sort of kind of niggas that are on like the waiting list and then you're like yeah I'm gonna call him I'm gonna mess with him and then I'm not gonna tell him that I'm having the baby because it's my baby well, you know like kind of morally wrong to me but I just want <laughs> I just want to relate to stereotype that a child cannot be raised properly without a second parent or a second parent that is a man it takes a village to raise a child if you have I don't know, male cousins or male friends, they can help provide that to your child. It takes a village. So you can provide whatever you think that your child needs with the people that you have in your life. If you have positive people in your life, and I would hope that you do, then I think that they will be happy to provide something positive to your kid. Yeah. I honestly don't know what I believe. I'm very much exploring the options and I feel like it's better to like play around with the ideas now than be like 34 and going through an existential crisis because I will just shut down if I'm like 34 and I haven't figured it out. So I'm going to give myself seven years to like figure it out. Like here is the escape route if we haven't figured out the spouse thing. I just had to release myself from the dependency of someone else and I do feel at peace with whichever happens although I think that that's really important I think that that's the only thing I mean by like taking these seven years to explore is that like you never want to wake up and be being Mary Jane and for the listeners who don't know being Mary Jane being Mary Jane was a BET show where Gabby Union plays her usual self which is like an empowered boss bitch who kind of just you know does her thing you know kind of a little free-flowing right I don't want to put no um come in a turkey baster and put it in your freezer no baby <laughs> no I do not not of my ex-boyfriend who's getting married to a white woman but you're out here stealing cum <laughs> so for those who don't know Gabby Union's character takes her boyfriend semen from like one one-off night and tries to artificially inseminate herself with a turkey baster so that she can have his kid after she finds out he has just gotten engaged or married something really wild and desperate and just just off the chain and that's exactly who i don't want to be never Uh, and she's literally the person i think of because her career is great her finances are great she looks great but then like her family life is crumbling and she doesn't know how to really connect on a human level and then like she's so selfish and narcissistic because she spent this whole time developing her career and doesn't know how to be human it's it's a strange thing to watch but she's still so vulnerable and weak simultaneously it's interesting for those who haven't watched being mary jane just watch for the case study on like who ambry and i desire not to be on that note we are gonna take a quick break and we'll get back into some um some timelines that we are not anxious about (laughs) left off on being Mary Jane which we are not going to go back to because that's just too too stressful <laughs> and I refuse <laughs> I, I refuse to even touch that area of life but I think we kind of touched on how we overcome our discrepancy we didn't go in depth 
So I think for me, it's just saying like, is this all dependent on Embry? Like can Embry control this whole situation and make it motherfucking work? Or do I gotta partner with somebody else? Partnership is hard. I see married people, it's hard. I see family partnership, it's hard. And I even see people in friendships that are hard. So if it requires me and somebody else, I think I give myself a little more leniency on the timeline. I'm making your quotes. <laughs> Agreed. And I think for me, it's like we're saying, like, it's always dependent on if it's a timeline I've created or if it's a timeline society created for me. Like, you know, if it's about like women are supposed to be married before 30, babies before 35, that's not real because what other women experience is not what Bria Simone experiences. So I I can't control that. I can't control the extrinsic factors that have made my life my life. But what I can control, like you said, is how I show up in these situations and the ways I either self-sabotage, create barriers, or sometimes over-enable. You know, whatever I'm doing, whether it's pushing the timeline forward or holding it back, I can take ownership of those moments. And I really try and focus on, is this a moment where I can affect change in the timeline? Or is this a moment where I can allow the timeline to do what the timeline does? Like, I think sometimes maturity is like looking at life and being like, life is happening and there's an appropriate time for the moment that I want and I am not in that moment and it is not my season and I am okay with that and I can still express gratitude for where I'm at and that's another way I overcome is gratitude I'm all about like trying to figure out to myself most of the time because I'm not like a I don't text anybody like I thank God I have a job. Let me not paint that picture. I don't do that. I'd be like, Amory, my boss got on my nerves today and fuck her. But <laughs> I want, I do spend those quiet moments alone in the morning, in the evening, after my work day. Like it was a hard day, but let's express gratitude for the progress we have and the progress that is coming. I feel that. And speaking of timeline. I have to make sure that I'm not looking on my timeline and scrolling and comparing where I'm at with where such and such is at. Because I don't know what they did to get there. I don't know what they went through. I don't I don't know their story. And mm-hmm. I need to make sure that what I desire or what I want it is relative to, to Ambry and her process and not Shaniqua over there that I follow whose life looks perfect and she has the things that I want. Do I want these things because she has them or do I want those things because I genuinely desire them and then what am I doing to get those things? And the other thing to remember is social media is the highlight reel so we might feel further reinforced by for societal norms by what Shaniqua posts but Shaniqua's man is the dog and he don't pay rent and she is posting them on their vacation to Jamaica that she paid in full and is that what Bria wants no and you don't go assuming or making assumptions that people are living that life but you go with the understanding it is a possibility and you should not compare because you do not know yeah I think that also your reference group sometimes get challenging because you know your friends are getting married or they're buying homes 
or they just finished school and you may not be there yet. And it's not that you're jealous of your friends or necessarily comparing yourself, but you're hoping that a rising tide lifts all ships and you don't want to be the fucking weak link of the group. You have the expressions that I'm just like, was it because she grew up in the South and I only visited the South? Why does she know every good expression that you like? Literally, you are a black proverb. Say it one more time the sinking ships are tied to <laughs> a rising tide lifts all ships. Yes, <laughs> let's do it. Let's Why do you have to do this to me every time? Like, you know, I'm gonna do it, like, you know, I'm gonna say a rhyme. Or some kind of problem. I enjoy it. It's like I live in a spoken word. Like we're in Love Jones and you're just hitting me on the stage with the lights. I'm like, yes, man. That was it. Snaps. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I do expect that at least when my friends are excelling, I'm not comparing myself, but I do expect them to at least hold me accountable. Oh, damn, can I fucking talk? Okay. And <laughs> my friends are rising and I don't expect to do what they're doing exactly or to be where they're at but I do hope that the energy that they have helps me propel myself forward and to do more and whatever that is yeah if we're looking to advance our timelines who you surround yourself with is definitely a key factor but to touch on what you said about timelines and social media and your sample size because of course I'm just going straight to what I think of things as like your sample size in an experiment is the number of people you gather in a group that like kind of meet your standard expectations so like for us when we talk about sample size I know for me personally like being and you went to Xavier as well um briefly (laughs) I knew she was going to do that. So that's why I paused. Um, Being from an HBCU, the sample size is black excellence. Everybody you know is doing something that defies the odds of what a black person is supposed to do. So you kind of get this. Fucking superheroes. You get this superhero complex where you're like, I am not doing enough. I have not saved the world. It is not enough in this timeline. Be damned. It doesn't even matter about the timeline. I have not produced. I have not changed the world. I have not shifted it. And it has its pros and cons, just like this whole timeline gag does, right? Like Mm -hmm. it has its pros and cons to like, I constantly feel motivated to push the envelope and be the best Bria that I can be in this world and really challenge these structures but like at the same time sometimes I don't get the luxury of just being a 27 year old figuring it out like sometimes the pressure is insurmountable and I'm like ooh these people have finished their doctorate they're starting their nonprofit, and they have an entrepreneurial side hustle that gives them a little revenue how do I level up and then you have to look in the mirror and be like that's not your journey and that's not your story and that's okay And your story is no less valuable, nor is it any less impressive. It's different. Yes. Like you go be a superhero and I'm going to be a regular ass fucking civilian because I cannot keep up. Like what's those two twins that they went to Xavier together and they went to a medical school where they were just like in the top, like, I don't, I don't have nothing on that. 
and that's not even my dream so i don't even have no reason to be jealous because that's not even my dream i don't dream of going to any medical school i'd pass out if the first time y'all cut somebody's anything (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna keep it funky with you and it doesn't mean it's any less impressive if you're the first black stylist to do x y and z you know i think everybody just has to really appreciate their own lane and that's also how you overcome the discrepancies in the timeline i really think it depends on the timeline because sometimes you push things back so you can procrastinate and be lazy if if it's something that is doable it's not going to cause you any harm like you're not gonna hyperventilate and pass out from an anxiety attack to let's say that we need to record i don't know 10 podcasts by next week that's not gonna cause either of us harm to do that mm-hmm. that's reasonable timeline i think if you can set some real life tactics to this timeline and plan it out if it's one of those things that doesn't have to just take a natural course and build up chemistry and like okay for school for instance like you finished college in four years didn't you yes ma'am because you want to finish college in four years so so you did it and, and it's reasonable whether that requires you to do summer school or take 18 hours on time and 15 on other other times you figure out how to do that also carla and walter was not playing they was like this is what we'll pay for and you have four years See right you on may 2015 and i was yeah. like all right meet you there beat you there versus if you was like double major chemistry biology like Bria, I don't know if four years is a realistic timeline for both of those things. It sounds very Actually, I was a biology major, chemistry minor, as well as a Spanish minor, so. <laughs> yeah, and I feel that, but bitch, if you had a major, that might, the, the extra hours might have affected your livelihood. <laughs> so I would have understood if your timeline got a little bit off. And everybody has different capabilities, you know. Bria might be a superstar. I was business major spanish minor and and barely got through it but i was like you know what i'm leaving in four years so that's that on that i'm not staying i, I went in there and told one of my professors like look our situation is looking a little sketchy but i need to let you know once i walk across <laughs> the stage i won't be coming back so what does that mean to you <laughs> yo i can't believe you've ever done that i've never done that with a professor but it's me though so you you can't believe that i did that i actually a thousand percent as in retrospect but i'm just like so what do you think how do you determine if it's realistic or what is the positive to having a timeline i think timelines help with goals i'm all about like every year i write a timeline for what i expect to achieve financially by the end of the year i write a timeline for what i expect to achieve emotionally but do you break Um, them down or do you just like by december 31st this better happen um i usually write a plan after i like set a date so i say like okay and this is how we'll get there on a monthly basis so yes there is a breakdown um because i expect to be doing 12 months of work to get to that end of year goal i don't ever just expect goals to happen but i will say um the negative is that like if you're someone who's prone to enjoying society standards or if you ever feel called to you know compare yourself to your friends who might be doing something different then i think timelines can be toxic i think timelines is like 
person-centric and if you can't use them in a productive way then you should forget them yeah and for me being in close quarters with some of the people who have some of the things that I want like some of my friends who are actually married some of my friends who are full-time stylists on their own there are also the downsides to those things so if you're close to people who have the things that you want you get to see those things when they aren't so glamorous and it gives you that reality check like oh am I ready for this two of my friends are full-time stylists and then pandemic so now they're having to figure out how to gear their business toward doing image creation online and and doing remote consultation and or my friends who are married when things are not all peachy and seeing them having to work through issues in ways that I could not imagine because I'm single so those things give you the reality check the things I want look really great and I feel like I'm missing out until you see them going through those hard stretches that that's a good point like if you're someone trying to figure out if like you're just missing the timeline or if like you have a bit of anxiety about the timeline because those are two different things to me like missing the timeline means you had an idea for yourself and you just kind of miss it because it wasn't the right timing and chemistry but if it causes you anxiety like it's what's keeping you up at night it's what's keeping you from taking the next step then that's a different thing and I think the way to transition one to the other is to talk to people in that field so like really like stalk people that are doing what you say you want to do whether that's being married whether that's being in a certain career like really engage in those conversations so you can know the pros and cons so that the grass doesn't just look green but like you also know what it took for it to get green you know yeah did, did they go buy some of that fake grass they had to put with that old grass and water it or that grass always been nice like that sure to base your insecurities in some fact and get the facts from people who are living the experience you're saying you're wanting to live and really know what you're getting into because that exploration may help you figure out that it's not what you wanted without you having to invest in something you don't want and then feeling more lost than ever because when you invest in things you don't want you're there's some anxiety because you're like dang I wanted this so much and it wasn't satisfying but it's like no you wanted it so much and you didn't investigate you wanted the theory of it you did not want it I think we should just maybe just give some pointers for our listeners on how to reduce the anxiety mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the timelines I think Let's see one. Is this something that I want for myself or that society has made me believe that I want? And that work is going to be hard, but just really ask yourself. When I think about who I really am and what I really value, does it align with the societal norm? And if it doesn't, can I let it go? And is whatever timeline you have for yourself whatever you want for yourself realistic and if it's a realistic goal then you can break it down into segments about how you're going to get there from point a to z so if you can't break it down and have a concrete plan on how you're going to get from a to z 
then maybe it's not the most realistic thing to be aspiring. Hmm, what else? I think, Bri, you brought this up a few seconds ago, but are you talking to people that have the things that you say that you want? Because if you're talking to people that have those things and getting more information about that, the more you know, the more informed decision you can make. Bria, in your industry, you have some mentors, don't you? Yes, I have several mentors and they're all kind of in their own separate niches and they're all very different people, but I chat with them regularly and they regularly encourage me and direct me and provide insight because while you can have mentors outside of your field, the most valuable ones are going to be ones inside of your field who can give you that insider intel on how their career shifted because most of the time it's not that you're so far off which I guess would be my other tip remember that if you can see the light at the end of the tunnel the end of the tunnel is not that far if you are on the path the path will work itself and that doesn't mean that you just sit by passively that just means continue the course stay in alignment and what's meant for you will work out and sometimes what we think is meant for us or meant to work out won't be it what's for you won't miss you man exactly but i think that wraps us up for tonight thanks so much for being here guys we do appreciate it and of course you can follow us on our social medias and tune in with us next Wednesday.